Welcome to Dear Nina, a podcast about the ups and downs of friendship. I offer practical advice with the goal of making our friendships as great as possible. In today's episode, we are discussing how to manage adult friendships when the kids are fighting or are no longer friends. Can the adult friendship survive after the kids' friendships have ended? And don't forget to listen to the end of the episode for the Better Friendship Goal of the Week. My guest today is my best friend, Taryn Kessel. Taryn and I met when we were 10 years old in the suburbs of Chicago in tennis lessons. We lived in the same district but didn't go to school together until middle school when we were part of a big concentric circle of friends. We became very close towards the end of high school, traveled through Europe together, and have been inseparable ever since, even though we haven't lived in the same city since we graduated from high school. I've been quoting Taryn in my friendship column for many years, and she's the person I truly go to with every tiny problem and every big problem. Also, not related to friendship, I wanted to mention that Taryn is an amazing makeup artist in the suburbs of Chicago, and you'd be very lucky to hire her for your event because she's very busy with her two kids and husband and cannot book herself as often as she is sought after. Welcome, Taryn. Let the people hear your voice. Oh, it is so fun to be here. And after all of these years of friendship, I cannot believe here we are with your podcast. It's amazing. You are always a good sport about uh, following me down some bizarre path. Could we talk about when we went to Europe for a minute uh, before we get into the question? How did we land on that trip? Do you remember? I kind of remember. It was like our high school graduation present. We clearly weren't going to overnight camp anymore. And we sort of talked, we found a trip. How did we find it? That's what I'm more like, I don't, I mean, how we literally found it. Yeah. It's not like we had the internet. I, I, it's almost I like, feel like it's something you would have found. Maybe. I'm for sure <laughs> you found it. And then Barbara and Kathy were like, okay, because it was only, I don't even think it was three weeks. Maybe Barbara three is weeks Taryn's tops. mom, who I actually quote sometimes to it. Kathy is, of course, my mom. And I finding it hard these days to really picture how I, I or anyone came up with information before we had the internet. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. Did we have it then? I don't think so. There was AOL and dialing up and who nah, can you remember? I'm not even, the, I don't think so. I don't really think that maybe that existed, but not really. I think that though there were people that you called when you were looking for trips. Someone had all the different team like tours out there. that was someone's there. job. It yes. was. It was someone's job. And I'm sure it's still someone's job. We just, they're on the internet. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, that really has nothing to do with our question, except I just wanted to get that point out there. Although in some ways, maybe it does, because we're dealing with the issue of when parents are friends, but the kids aren't anymore. And... It could have to do with signing up for camps together or signing up for trips or anything. But we are going to have my producer, Dave, read the question for us today. It's a nice short question, gets right to the point. And Dave is a great radio voice, podcast voice. So I'm excited for everyone to hear him. He does chime in sometimes, but whole episodes go by and we don't get to hear from Dave, even though he is always in the background. Welcome, Dave. Thank you, Nina. It's great to be here. The question from our listener is, Dear Nina, how do you maintain a friendship with someone when the children's friendship has ended? I have dealt with this a lot over the years, but have a particularly tough one right now as the mom is one of my closest friends and her daughter is being awful to my daughter now. 
They are in high school, and we were best friends until recently. Signed, I don't want to lose my friend. All right, Taryn, I will tell you that I get a version of this question from my column probably once every six weeks, and I don't obviously use it all the time and don't use a version of it all the time because I don't always want to talk about kids and teens' friendships, but really is an issue out there of how to handle the relationship with a fellow parent when the kids not only are not being friends, because this question gets a little more into the other kid is actively being nasty to the caller's kid. What do you think? I'm going to let you start because if I was having this issue, you are the person I would call. Okay. So this is a tale as old as time, this particular friendship issue. And it's definitely not an easy thing to navigate. So we have to sort of talk in hands. On one hand, I want to say, obviously, you are always going to have loyalty to your own child. Okay. Yeah. But your friend isn't being mean to your kid. Your friend's kid is being mean to your kid, or at least that's one side of the story. Right, right. There are three sides to the story. And then on the other hand, I want to say, what if this was you and me? Your kid was being mean to my kid. Would I give up our friendship? You're one of my closest friends. No, it's like unimaginable. It's completely unimaginable. So there's sort of, I think, uh, some things you have to sort of ask yourself, and you have to keep in mind that friendships are moving things and sometimes they're moving forward and sometimes they're moving backward. They very rarely stand still. There's sort of an ebb and flow to all of our relationships. And obviously if there's a huge rift between the kids, there's going to be a pivot in your relationship. But I would never say the answer is to end that relationship because the kids are young and what can be a really bad year for them now may not be a bad year for them forever. And they may not, they may be not be meant to be friends, you know, and that has nothing right. to do with your friendship. But the next thing that I think you also have to ask yourself is this person really my friend or is this person only my friend because our kids have been friends? Exactly. Because when you, when you bring up, let's say it was the two of us, it's the friendship preceded the kids, the friendship will be around long after the kids. And so we know that it's separate from the kids. What do you do if it's a friendship that is like a sports team? Your son is really into baseball. And, and I, I assume you've made some friends from the team. What if there's a really big issue there? Do you think it's a situation where you move away from the other adults? But I guess then they're not really that good of friends. Then you're not really yeah. that good of friends. But I do think that even though it's really, really hard to communicate, if you really care about the person and you care about the friendship and you're, there's something about you saying, I'm very upset about the situation between our kids, but I would be equally upset if this person wasn't in my life, okay? Yeah. Then I think that there is something to be said just about ripping the Band-Aid off and having some sort of a conversation. Yes. And it's not accusatory. I mean, especially these kids are in this question. These kids are in high school. Right. So it's like you can't really, you know, all you can do is coach your own child, right? Like, I think that there is something to be said for just calling your friend and being like, things are really awkward between our kids right now. And 
I hope that this doesn't affect our friendship because it means a lot to me. You have to sort of be humble about it because if you call and say your kid's being exactly, I think the like a total crappy person, <laughs> right. it's like it's about presentation. But you're not just. I don't feel like you're being bad to your kid in this way because you're trying to leave the kids out of it. And that's sort of like the key. Like you're trying to say, okay, can we have this relationship and leave the kids out of it? One danger, and I do, by the way, I agree that it is important in this case to just bring it up, however uncomfortable it's going to be. I do wonder if there are scenarios where you go to bring it up and the other, like your friend, doesn't actually know that there's a problem between the kids. Because if if it's the other kid who's kind of being a jerk, it's, it's very plausible that that friend hasn't said to his or her parents, oh, yeah, I'm being really mean to so-and-so. That's why we're not hanging out. But like you said, there's three sides to every story. There are. And something that you say a lot is how we all need to give each other um, more of the benefit of the doubt. And we don't know like the nuances of these kids, right? And like what is really happening between them? How mean is it getting? Um, But you never know what's going on in someone's house. I always say, at least at the get-go, you have to have some empathy that there's things going on that you just don't know. What you see is not necessarily what it is. I'm not excusing bad behavior, but I think that if we can all at least start with empathy, um, the conversation and the communication happens a lot easier. Yeah, it's true. And people avoid honest conversations a lot. And it really creates more problems. The ripping off the band-aid's the perfect concept because that's what it is. It's uncomfortable, but sometimes as we say, you got to put on your big girl panties. <laughs> you got to pick up the phone. And I would say that it's a conversation, it's not a text. Totally. It, it's a it's it's a phone call. I wanted to share something that a, a woman I know in Minneapolis shared with me. Her name's Kathleen and she's a little older than we are and she has several kids and she's been through this. And she said, I have had friendships survive and flourish, even if our children are no longer friends. But we acknowledged that our children were going in different directions. We each were able to feel awful, to try not to judge, to still love each other's kids, and to reframe the friendship, which really is what we're talking about. Totally. And she goes on to say, you have to really want it, but it can be worth it. And one of the unanticipated outcomes is that sometimes the kids become young adults and become friends again. But that is not the goal. The goal is to keep someone you enjoy and connect with in your life as a person with the same values who makes you laugh and the friendship is defined by you, not your kids. So look, you really said the same thing. And I just think it was nice to hear it echoed by someone a little more experienced than us with even older kids. Um, it, It is hard. It is really hard. So like stepping away just from literally this call and what, uh, the caller asked about the high school situation, it is hard not to get on the emotional roller coaster with the kids. And you and I talk about this so much. So much. And I'm I'm also willing to say that, of course, there's going to be awkwardness. I mean, unless yeah. it's literally like your sibling, right? Mm-hmm. It, I would never say, okay, you're going to pretend like nothing's going on and you're putting on your rose-colored glasses. I mean, that's not really what's going to happen. But I do think it's okay if we can Everyone just gets like so black and white. You're either on and you're off. And why can't we just sometimes pivot to a little awkwardness until we find solid footing again? Yes, I like that. You know, it's, it's, we're just like very quick to be like, oh, if they're over, we're over. Right, and like, yes. 
Don't you think our moms rose above this so well? I, in particular, like you, it's funny because now, like our moms are not friends. I mean, they're friendly. If they saw each other, they totally. would stop and talk. But they're different ages. And to give everyone a little context, Taryn is the oldest of three. I'm the youngest of three. So our parents didn't really circle around the same social worlds. But they both, um, Taryn's mom Barbara, my mom Kathy, had similar values. I think they lived their own lives. They really had their own friends and goals and careers and interests. And they were both there for us. They both gave us a lot of advice. They gave each other, I think Barbara gave me advice too, but <laughs> they weren't like emotionally involved in it. And that seems like an art and I'm not as good at it. I mean, I, I've, Taryn, I've called you in quite a tizzy more than once, like nauseous. I think I lost fully five pounds when my second daughter got to the camp bus and the person she was supposed to sit with ditched her at the last minute. And I was like physically ill for, that's not, that's not good. This is not the goal. The goal is not to actually feel the feelings of your kids. You're much better at it. You're more, you're more balanced person. I don't know if I would call it balance, but I know that the more exacerbated we get, the more exacerbated our kids get. And if we can sort of lead by example of like moving forward, there's a solution to every problem. Everything's going to be okay. There's always tomorrow. If we can sort of at least fake it till we make it, even though you're kind of like dying on the inside, I totally get that. It just makes it possible for them to cope too. Like if... If, right. I've gotten better at it. And that's why I call you. Like instead of, you know, getting down into the dirt with the kids and, and all the drama, I'll I'll really try to call you or I'll call my sister-in-law, Toby. I'll call someone else who, you know, understands and can deal with my emotions, but not spill it onto the kids. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so lucky to have you. I really am. I feel the same. Oh, I really do. There. I wish our kids were living in the same city and can be friends and get in fights, and then you and I would have to get over it. And but right, <laughs> we don't even have that luxury. But we do have so many other layers. Yes, so we do. it just doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, now moving on to our better friendship goal of the week. This week, my goal for myself and for any listeners who it would apply to is to step off that emotional roller coaster. If you find yourself in the position this week to hear something one of your kids or one of your other friends or some family member is going through, to be able to listen and maybe give advice but not feel the feelings. It's it's great to have empathy and everything. You you always want to be an empathetic person, but it isn't always helpful to go down into the bad feelings with the other person. So that is my goal. Taryn, you probably don't need that goal because you're so good at it. But you oh, just sucks. keep you just keep <laughs> being you. And that is all for today. You can find all the show notes and a form to ask your own anonymous question on my website, ninabadson.com. You'll find links there to join my Facebook group where you can also leave comments and ask questions that can be shared on the show if you want. You can leave a voicemail, lots of links there. If you have time to rate and review the podcast or even better, tell a friend, I'd be so grateful. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Taryn, again for coming. And remember, when our friendships are going well, we're happier all around. <laughs>